Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Claim Your Career Crown podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and I'm joined by my co-host of today's episode, Patrick Carter. Yes, hello, Patrick. Patrick is a sales leader who is passionate about helping professionals reach their goals. And of course, you know me, Lynn, I'm the founder of Petite to Queen, and we help the world by providing programs and tools for you to achieve more faster. All right, we've got a fantastic episode for you. This is number 10 of our 12-part Power Skills series. And we are going to be talking about the N in negotiation. And this is very important in all aspects of your career, especially for you, those of you who are pursuing a career in sales. So Patrick, yes. are you ready to go? <laughs> you know, I, I am in my wheelhouse now and, and I love, I'm so excited about this negotiation conversation. I think we're going to take it in a direction that uh, most people who are in sales are going to be a little surprised on, on where we end up. While it will absolutely be about negotiation, uh, we're just going to come at it and, and just really give you a, a whole, a holistic view of how this is going to, how this skill is going to enhance your career. Um, but before we get into that topic, uh, let me uh, invite any of our uh, first-time listeners who are joining us uh, to enjoy the entire performance power skills journey. Uh, Lynn said. We're on episode 10 already, and that doesn't include the bonus episode. Yeah, that two, we, bonus, that we, yeah two bonus <laughs> episodes. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is, this is just a, a gift that keeps on giving, right? Um, but so listen, you can listen to the overview, the entire performance power skill series, and the bonus episodes by downloading and li- listening uh, uh, through any of, the, any of the ways that you get your podcasts. All you have to do is search for Claim Your Career Crown uh, wherever you get your podcast. And while you're listening uh, to this podcast, look at your phone and click those three dots in the in the corner. Uh, click Go to Show. Now click Subscribe and then scroll down and click all five stars so people can find us and that you don't miss a single issue. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Yeah. And you are not going to want these because this is all about how you can really give yourself a boost uh, for in your career. So, you know, Patrick, let's get started. And I'm going to ask you the first you're going to be in the hot seat. And I want you to tell me why negotiation is such an empower, important power skill for the sales professional. And of course, for everyone out there in every aspect, uh, whoever you are in your career. You know, listen, negotiation, everyone's getting excited. Okay, this is going to be, tell me, how do I negotiate better? But let's back up and let's just make sure we understand that at its core, this power skill, this negotiation is is a discussion aimed at reaching an agreement. That's it. You know, and and to do this, to reach that agreement effectively, you need to have, um, a, a critical piece, an understanding of the other party's need. So what makes this this so important? Um, and, I, and I just want to just really quickly go back to that classic negotiation story about the orange. Anyone in sales has heard some version of this, 
Um, the version I heard is two chefs needed uh, the last orange in the basket. Uh, and after heated words and knives drawn, uh, the, head, <laughs> the, the head chef comes in and says, uh, what is it that you need? And the one blurts out, without the rind of this orange, my cake decoration won't look the same. And the other says, well, without the juice of the orange, my sauce will be ruined. And it turns out that they didn't each need the orange, but that's what on its surface happened. So with the negotiation, they were able to reach an agreement. And that's why this is so powerful. And we're going to hear for the rest of this episode ways and means and uh, ideas on why helping people uh, reach an agreement is critical. What about you, Lynn? What, what, you know, <laughs> no, I, that's a great story of the, the orange because you had an accord, you know, so yeah. one person can use the zest and the other can use yeah. the juice. And uh, you find that uh, it, it, we negotiate every day of our life, okay? There is nothing, <laughs> this is why it's so important because life is a negotiation. And I have got this great quote from Carrie Fisher. Oh. Yes, the, our Princess Leia. Everything is negotiable. Whether or not the negotiation is easy is mm. another thing. Right. And so I love that quote because, you know, this goes into what we're going to have for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> uh, what, oh, movie we're, we're, what movie we're going to go see when yeah. movie theaters reopen or that we're going to choose for Netflix, right? Exactly. Um, and when we're looking at it from sales, it's, you know, what are the contract payment terms? What's the service level agreement? Are there custom reporting requirements? I mean, these are all part of negotiation, right? And so I want to take this a bit further because you talked about that core understanding of what the other th person needs, wants, or lacks. You also have to do that for yourself. That's such an important step in negotiation is you need to know your bottom line, you know, what you need you know, um, what you're willing to uh, give up or or modify. Right. And uh, those are uh, the same types of things. What would be a nice to have, but it's not necessary. So all of those go into this uh, getting uh, doing the negotiation, the dance, the dance. So I'm going to go into an example of yeah. the dance. So way back in the day, Anybody who's been around for a while, they'll remember BlackBerry. Um, and <laughs> I did, I worked with the company, which was called RIM, Research RIM and Motion. Products, yeah. yeah, they later, after, later on, they changed their name. And I was working with them and working through a big, big project, huge corporate deal. And one of the things that sort of came up of this, it's, you know, part of negotiation is also discovery. And doing this dance, finding out something that was very important to them was training because they had a purchasing department that was trying to was essentially their COO had directed them to take over a huge part of uh, purchasing of a certain area that had been handled by marketing previously. They didn't know what they were buying. They had no experience um, of, of this area. And so they were not familiar with the terminology. They were not familiar with the materials. They were not uh, familiar with what type of risk they needed, they needed to be factoring in. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, they were in so, business, huh? Yeah, and so we were able to provide them with the the training module that we came on site. We went through a whole series of lunch and learns, mm. and basically trained them on how to purchase for marketing. And because of that, that became a key component for how we won the contract to get a, a very large book of business. And it was through the negotiation and finding out something that they truly lacked. And that was, that was creating a real wall for them to scale, to even determine who to work with. Mm. Uh, because they didn't have that knowledge, and yet they had been tossed this football by their COO, and they had to pick it up and run with it. <laughs> right? Not even knowing which way the touchdown was. It sounds right. like holy right. cow. Yeah. And so that was one of those ways that you use negotiation and the discovery skills within that, the curiosity, um, asking questions, listening and observing, um, picking up on the the things that that they're stumbling over and then finding out why so that you can then bring a solution forward. So what, I know you have some great examples yeah. and I'm really excited <laughs> to hear it. Uh, yeah, how, listen. yeah. How this no, helped no, no. in your career. Listen, and, and, and you hit it on the head there. I love the way, you know, you, you talked about in the discovery, you, you wanted to get, you wanted to answer as many, get to as deep to the question of why as possible, right? So, and you said your, yours was in the discovery. I'm going to move further into the sale, uh, further down the line, and uh, share an example that I that I ran into uh, regularly. Um, so, there's always, and, and you touched on it earlier, there's always this thing about uh, price versus payment in, in, in retail. Uh, so, customer, I just want to tell you a story about a customer who just purchased a home, uh, and they needed five rooms of furniture, accessories, everything. They ran their bill up to $18,000. Okay. Uh, the customer, though, uh, had a budget of about 10, and they felt that they could push that up to 12000 And uh, with the hope and expectation that they could negotiate, throw the air quotes around that, that is $6,000 different, right? Uh, so when I got involved, there were a thousand of thousand vested parties in this conversation. So you had the wife who simply wanted the furniture to make her house a home. So she was focused. She chose what she wanted. That's what she wanted. Done and done. Husband, he's trying to prove that he could hold his own in this conversation. So he was. So he had his vested interest. My sales rep. His focus was he didn't want to lose this sale, right? So he had an idea. And the sales manager that was handling the sale, he and the husband had locked horns. So he was so myopic at this point that he wasn't going to lose. And the husband wasn't going to lose. And there was just, <laughs> it, was, it was ugly. The whole thing was ugly. So I walked into the conversation and let's get back to discovery. Let's find out what's motivated. What's going on? What's it? Uh, and and just like the idea with chefs and everything, uh, we were able to thread that needle by taking a $3,500 cash deposit, financing the balance uh, at an affordable at an affordable rate. Because I found out that the husband 
was very concerned about how much money was leaving his wallet. That's what his real concern was, right? So he just spent a boatload on the house. And now we're talking about another $18,000 worth of cash. He just put that down payment. And I said, and I said to him, hey, listen, I'm hearing what your real concern is. Uh, and I think that you should hold on to as much of that $12,000 cash as you can for some real emergencies and just finance this. And that's how we were able to thread, thread that needle because it wasn't about a win-lose. It was about finding that agreement, finding their real why, and then building from there. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. I love that story because it, it was a win-win. And you were doing something also that's a really core skill for when you're learning this skill um, is to reframe the conversation or to mm -hmm. reframe the information that they're giving to you so that it, first of all, it clarifies uh, their point. It, it also demonstrate that you understand their perspective. Yes. And while you're going through that process, you can you can also be asking more questions. You're listening and observing and you can say, tell me more, yep. help me understand, because those are questions that are not going to put somebody, especially someone who's already a little bit feels like they're back against the wall. But you're not going to inspire them to feel like they need to go into attack mode. Um, or, uh, <laughs> you know, you really want to think about, you know, how you're, uh, you know, any kind of anything kind of triggers that you could be giving them. And so there's a whole point about how you learn negotiation. Mm. And I, I want to start with some real basics. And the first thing is that you must be able to see the good in the other person or the other entity. Yes. And Very because important. that that start, plays the groundwork for where you start. And you just told the story about how you had two parties on opposite sides of the table that had become adversarial. Yeah. And that's that's literally the one you don't want to start there. So then you want the worst case scenario, right? Yeah, right. You want to avoid them going to war in their mind, right? <laughs> exactly. So um so if you start with that you're, you know, to see the good in the other person, the other entity. Um, and this is, you know, part of, you know, your emotional intelligent. Um, and one of the things that you can also do ahead of time, I, preparation is so important, but really do a mind map of where their why is and really ask over and over again, why they, where and why they may be going in a certain direction or why they might want something yep. so that you can be prepared for the conversation and uh, go into it in that frame. And then so much of negotiation, I'm going to tell you is nonverbal because you have to remember 93% of communication is nonverbal. And when you're into that negotiation stage, this is, could not be more important. Your body language making eye contact. And I want to give a shout out to all the women out there. I want you to sit up straight. I want you to there roll you your shoulders back. I want your chin to come up level with the table. And I want you to make eye contact. That demonstrates confidence and assurance that they are dealing with an equal. So this is so important in negotiation that you are establishing, you know, that we're on equal playing fields. I am ready to make uh this deal with you. I'm the right person to close this negotiation with you. So that is so important. Next, your tone of voice. Mm. You need to stay calm. You know, I want you to be clear and concise because 
both of those things are going to help you reduce or prevent fear in others. And your choice of words, they truly matter. That's why being prepared and and uh, really looking into what you perceive and uh, their wants, needs, you know, what they lack, what they're going to be coming at to this uh, negotiation really can help set you up to be successful. And another important aspect when you're learning this skill, I talk about this a lot, but it's the powerful pause. This helps you in so many ways. First of all, it can help you slow the conversation down. It allows you time to formulate a response. And it also gives them the opportunity to digest what you said to them and to process it and then to formulate their own response. So those things are all so key. Um, And as you're also learning this skill, you want to be curious. You want to be learning. And I just, you know, learning about the other person, doing that mind map of where they're coming from, you know, to understand their side, um, knowing what they want, need, or lack, and then getting at that from questions. Um, At the end, you're really trying to create a, a place that they feel comfortable and they also feel that there's flexibility so that they yeah. that you can come together and yep. find that common ground and uh, uh, create that accord and everyone wins. So um, those are really my tips on how you can learn this skill. I bet you've got a great exercise that you can share. One thing I've learned in my many years of corporate life and since creating Petite to Queen is that I'm passionate about supporting people to become the very best version of themselves. Our one-on-one, group, and enterprise coaching programs will transform you to believe the impossible is possible. If you're dreaming big, let's make those dreams come true. Book your complimentary chat with me at petitequeen.com slash chat. Yeah, listen, I... I I just want to circle back on a couple of things that you said because they were fantastic. Uh, again, the whole idea uh, when you were talking about uh, women using a tone of voice, right? Uh, and there's uh, there's a knife's edge, but there's a world of difference between being assertive and being aggressive, right? And, yes. and when you have that confidence of knowing what you're doing and speaking your truth, that's assertive. Aggression, in my experience, comes from a lack of confidence. So yeah, it comes from a place of fear. Yeah, exactly. So you, like you, like you were saying, you know, you sitting up, rolling back the shoulders, holding your chin up and being prepared. That's a whole nother conversation that allows you to be assertive without being aggressive. Right. Uh, And then, and then the other thing that you said, and again, I just want to just emphasize just how, just how important. And when you said, when you give your, when you give your the other party uh, the opportunity of flexibility, when they are when they are not boxed in, right. that that prevents that feeling of that that um, that opportunity for um, the fight to come out in some way. Yes. So yeah, absolutely, those two things. Uh, the so fight now, or the flight. The yeah, fight right. Or the flight. And neither one of those is good for closing business, no, right? No. <laughs> neither one of those is good, right? Uh, so uh, let's. So let me um, 
Let me just talk about some of these skills. I'm going to take a contrarian stance to normal negotiation, and I'm going to say classic negotiation. Not that, again, not that I have a, I'm not taking any shots at Harvard Business School and their school of negotiation. I'm not taking any shots about that. I'm just saying that um, I just don't believe that an adversarial stance Will I just believe that those adversarial stances have worse outcomes for all parties than having a cooperative stance, right? So it, uh, it, it definitely negatively impacts your relationships. And yeah. whether you are in sales or any other type of career, those relationships matter so much, not just today, but years Going from now. Yeah. And oh. when you have created, uh, sowed that bitter seed. <laughs> um, you, I, trust me, this is not a way to go. And there are really, not enough, right? Yeah, it's just, you know, yeah, there's not enough to, uh, a weed killer to get rid of it. So you just want to <laughs> avoid sowing that bitter seed from the very beginning. And there I agree, adversarial, yeah. you there's do not, not win. Really it's such a short term gain, long term yeah. loss. Long-term. And the impact on your career, on your sales, can be devastating. Long term, well, as we like to call it, career limiting. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. Uh, you know, but listen, like I said, uh, there's uh, there's a ne- negotiation truth is generally the party that has the most information has an advantage, right? Is that that's just the negotiation truth, right? Yes. Uh, so okay. so I start again. I'm going to take a contrarian view, and you'll see where, how I how I move to a more cooperative stance. I start with showing my cards as much as I can and then asking my partner vis-a-vis getting that flexibility, giving them the flexibility, how they would proceed given this new information, right? Now, it takes a lot to, to operate at this level of vulnerability, right? So I'm, and, I'm, and, I, and I'm fully aware of what I'm suggesting. So I'm not saying that you go out at, the, at your next <laughs> at your next business interaction and say, you know, we're over leveraged and we need this deal. No, no, I'm not saying you do that. <laughs> I'm not saying that. But I am saying that um, that the, that you showing your vulnerable showing a level of vulnerability gives your gives the person that you are working with. Uh, more opportunities that they don't necessarily see, given the limited information that they have. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, tie into your earlier um, example. So let's have a real quick exchange. And you asked me about what's for dinner. Now, if I respond to you, now I enjoy Indian food, but I just had it last week. Is there another restaurant that you enjoy? Boom. Now. That was me being vulnerable. I told you, I put my cards on the table. I didn't just say, ah, I don't want Indian food, right? No, I said, listen, I enjoy it, but I just had it last week. Now, what else can we do? So you see, now that's 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 a real simple uh, exercise just to 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 put your cards on the table and then give your give uh, the other party an opportunity. So whenever you're about to and so this is the easy answer, the easy way to, to practice without heavy stakes. <laughs> so when you're at home and when you're doing something with the kids or whoever, and they ask you a closed-ended question, a yes or no question, give an open-ended answer, 
Right. So to do that, it's going to incorporate that pause that Lynn spoke about earlier, give you a chance to think about it, frame it, reframe it if necessary, and then give an open-ended answer. Now that right there is the is uh, the the tool uh, that I would use to to help you start learning this negotiation piece. So, yeah. yeah, it's absolutely. I, I agree. Creating that um, that ability to start the interaction by ex- expressing authentic warmth and a positive intention, and you are giving them that ability to respond in a not a non yes or no way right right from the beginning. And they can then acknowledge that input. You actually, you're building a rapport. So you have put down that first slab of the foundation in a way that's smooth and it's easy and engaging. And so that's an important uh, piece. And that's, I would say that's a great, um, uh, skill to practice and to yeah. hone to to just you know like how how are you going to start the conversation and and obviously how do you approach it you know and then rehearse it that's another thing that's so important because people don't go through those motions mm. um and it's like how am i going to approach it you know really think that through and then actually sort of rehearse the conversation when you have it for this negotiation, it's, you know, preparation, once again, it just, it gives you the confidence. It gives you the assurance. You've already gone through all this. When they throw you a curveball, you're not as um, likely to just like pick it up a flaming ball and burn your hands. Instead, you're <laughs> trying to juggle that, juggle that hot flaming ball. Right. right? And, yes. and then, yeah. And the other thing is, is that, you know, too often people Okay, yeah, we feel some kind of way with role plays. I understand that. Practice, knowing, you know, Allen Iverson historically berated the idea of practice. But the but doing this when the stakes are low or when the stakes are non-existent, you know what? Dinner. That's not important. You know, uh, the famous this the famous negotiation with with uh, parents, toddlers, and vegetables, right? You know, know, low stakes, low stakes. That's when you want to get this right. You don't want to get it right when you're face-to-face with a customer with an $18,000 sale in front of you, right? You don't want to do it when you're face-to-face with with BlackBerry and you're like, well, um, you know, no, you want to have practice. (laughs) Yeah, in a multi-million dollar deal, right? Exactly, right? So you know, when you do it, practice it, this on the, to your point, you practice this in non-threatening, uh, easy situations that have, because we do negotiate every single day, it starts to become natural. And yeah. uh, I'm all in. I, I think that's a great way. And I know that we do that as well here at our household, rather than this just empty, what do you want for dinner? It's mm-hmm. like, you know, <laughs> uh, we just, you know, we just did burgers the other night. Um, right. So I'm not really thinking about burgers and I had this for lunch. So, you know, what about this, this, and this, you know, I mean, sort of giving more, um, sort of starting that framing the dialogue, um, is so important. So I think that one of the ways that when we talk about negotiation and how it translates to leadership, I think everyone who's been listening to the series, you're going to pick up right now about how this is absolutely integrated in the other power skills. So first of all, what we've just been talking about on negotiation is a lot of problem solving because you are 
you know, asking those questions, you're finding um, uh, solutions, you're you're finding these beneficial outcomes. And it's also about relationship building, which is so important in every aspect of our career. It's showing the collaboration. One of the things I really liked what you said, Patrick, is when you're showing that transparency from the beginning and you're putting that out there, that also is establishing your own credibility and yeah. your trustworthiness um, that 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 you have, you know, opened yourself up, you know, and that you've created an arena that allows them to do the same thing that they can respond in that yeah. same open way. And that's really important. So it, that's why negotiation, we negotiate every single day of our lives and mm -hmm. it's, but it's in lockstep with so many of these, when we're problem solving, we're negotiating, yeah. you know, well, what's the risk of this versus that? How, what's the, the, what are the ramifications of this? If we do this, what happens? <laughs> and, right, all of it, yeah, all of it keeps coming back into play. Um, and, and in leadership, like you said, it, it, it's not just every day at home. It's every day in, in, for leaders. Um, simple things from creating the work schedule. If you have that kind of, if you have that client kind of oppor uh, opportunity, some people uh, you know, negotiate, negotiating schedules coming back from from maternity or paternity leave, uh, conflict resolution between between parties in your office. You know, I mean, all of that are is negotiation. And and the and I just want if I can skip forward just for a hot second, I got this great story about um, about how negotiation can help in it helps in careers. Yeah, uh, yeah. One, yeah, one of my clients uh, was in a situation where she desperately wanted to move from sales to leadership. Okay. Um, now, again, going back to my contrarian view, I had told her to make her desires known. And I, I wish I could have uh, cut and pasted, roll your shoulders back, stand up straight, <laughs> pick your chin up, right? Uh, and make your desires known. Because, and the thing is, I knew she wasn't even in the running for advancement. Because the decision makers, her name never even came up in, ever, in any of the conversations because no one knew that she was interested. So, right. I, so I suggested to her, you know what, speak up and act your vision into existence. And then with that, I told her, okay, go speak to the, our vice president of sales. And if nothing else, tell him your career intentions, right? So say what you want, going back to... Uh, uh, Ed Bart, Ed Brat, uh, Bradow, who's a um, who's a negotiation thing. You know, say what you want, right? Aim high and all that. Um, so she spoke to the vice president of sales. He was surprised, and it turned out that they were thinking about a newly a new leadership training slot. Put her in as the first uh, as the guinea pig, if you will, on this new training curriculum. And six months later, she had her very first sales team. So good on her. But again, that negotiation for her was was being open and saying and telling and laying her cards on the table. And that started a conversation that uh, that worked out well for her going forward. 
Yeah, yeah, it absolutely follows my policy. If you don't ask, you don't get. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What is it? Bad, what is it? Bad closers have hungry kids, right? Yeah. So, and that's all. That also is how negotiation accelerates your career because you are, to your very beginning of the podcast, you're asserting yourself to create opportunity. That's okay. what negotiation really brings to the table, and it allows you to be that big picture visionary who brings people together and uh, that there's nothing that's more powerful, you know, as a leader to be able to step into that role. And I, you know, we have a lot of resources on our site that I think are going to be really important for people when they're listening to this episode, we actually have an article on don't ask, don't get, but also uh, words are power. That's going to be a important one. Cause I talked about how important choosing your words are. Um, how to have difficult conversations. Those are where um, you might be in a little bit more of adversarial uh, situation when you're trying to negotiate. And also a piece on mitigating conflict. Because after all, negotiations are about mitigating conflict. You know, you want to find that accord. And uh, I, I just think this has been a great episode. What do you, do you have anything else to add? No, listen, um, among those, uh, and, and, and also into the show notes, I would recommend everyone uh, swing over to Ed Bradow's, um website, and we'll put the link to uh, this one particular 10 tips for uh, building your negotiation skills. Fantastic list there. Um, didn't get a chance to get into it, but definitely worthwhile. Yeah, that would be perfect. So we'll go ahead and do that. And I want everyone to remember, now you want to stay tuned because Patrick and I are going to keep going through these power skill series. Only um, two left. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we'll do a wrap up. But C is for collaboration and uh, negotiation absolutely leads right into how you have to collaborate, right? <laughs> and we're going to go through how each one of these power skills is a crucial career builder. Um, how it's impacted our careers. Uh, we both got to share some stories today, how you can learn these skills, which is so important so that you can walk away today, right now. And I want you to practice one of the things, two of the things, three of the things, go back and listen to the episode again, take some good notes, because you can put these into practice today. And you're going to be better every day that you practice this. So put it to use. Um, you're not going to want to miss any of these dynamic episodes and uh, you know where to find me at petitequeen.com. But how about Patrick? Where can they find you, Patrick? Well, folks can always find me on LinkedIn. Send me a connect request at, and you can search for me at Patrick G. Carter. Or if you are on Twitter, please uh, find us at Elite Sales Institute. Uh, and you can find that at the at Elite sales, I-N-S-T. You can get daily information on uh, great quotes and great information on sales, leadership, and motivation. Okay. All right. Well, Patrick, as always, this has been a great conversation. I want to uh, reach out, shout out to our audience. If you have comments you'd like to share, please add them. Um, if you have thoughts or questions uh, or topics you'd like to suggest for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com. And to stay current on all of our informative advice, the resources, the breakthrough advantages, 
um, sign up for our weekly wisdoms newsletter on our website at petitequeen.com. And just remember, we're here to provide you with the programs and the tools that you need to achieve more faster. So Patrick and I just want to give you this warm hug so <laughs> that you can move forward and advance in your career and, and, and in sales, close more deals, right? That's it. Everyone take care. Yes. Thank you for listening. Thank you.